What's up? It's me, your man, Will Downing, and you're listening to Studio Q. know this brother I mean we just met but I mean we're cracking jokes that's right I mean you know I was getting my my vocals ready because mm -hmm. <laughs> trust and believe mm -hmm. I will be mm -hmm. singing a note because I know all y'all mm -hmm. want to sing a note mm -hmm. Mr. Will mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know I'm a little sick yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, that's that old church thing. Yeah, you I know, I'm Michelle not, Pharrell I'm, I'm not doing the best I can what I got, you know. Uh, praise the <laughs> Lord. Uh, what's up, Brooklyn? <laughs> Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm Brooklyn in the house. We got a private joke Brooklyn already. Easy for cheesy. <laughs> so, how you been doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. How's LA treating you? LA is LA. It's, you know, we're here and LA. Got is... some of our rain. Yeah. Thank God, y'all needed it. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, thought some, I thought people were going to start moving back east. I was like, <laughs> don't let them come here. Rain. Lord, give them rain. <laughs> well, I have been all entrenched in Will Downing's music. You know, you didn't make me feel all kinds of ways. Oh, and, and that's right. Hey, family show. It's family show. Keep it, keep it. 25, 26 years of music. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. I mean, I might be here because of your music. Mm -hmm. Like family show. <laughs> Family show. So I want to know, like, when you first started out, how difficult was it to be true to yourself when you had, you know, record executives telling you to change who you were, your sound, and everything? Well, it was weird because I had big records overseas first. Yeah. I mean, we released it worldwide, but my bigger records came over uh, in Europe. And so they loved one thing. The States didn't like another. So then the people in Europe were saying, okay, do another record like this record. And the people in the States were, don't do that nonsense. Give us something else. So it was, it was, a, it was a very interesting uh, you know, way of recording. So that's why the records are so uh, diverse. Like the first album I had, uh, which was self-titled Will Downing, we had like dance stuff on there, like house stuff. And then it'd be house, and then you'd hear a smooth song, and you'd hear a jazz song, and then you'd hear another up-tempo song, so kind of hills and valleys. But but didn't, like, you have an argument with uh, Chris Blackwell <laughs> about... Damn. Damn that internet! <laughs> that one's supposed to get out. I'm under a gag order. Yeah. We can't talk about that sort of stuff. But, but, but coming out with, you know, Will Downing with half the budget, like, that's how much... I mean, what I'm just trying to zero in is the confidence that you had in Will Downing at such a young age. Well, I certainly bet on me, and thank God I was right. Yeah. But yeah, I did have an argument with the president of the label at the time, and he wanted me to do, like, an all-dance record, because I had a big dance record in Europe. And I said, hey, man, I want to do something else. And we kind of got into a, you know, a nice exchange, and we exchanged unpleasantries, and, you know, might have been a couple of, you know, stupid ignorance in there, and, you know, right. going back and forth. He says, okay, well, I'll let you do a record, but I'm taking half of your budget. And if you can make a record like that, you know, then you got it. Then you, I guess you'll prove your point. Mm -hmm. And so I took the money that they gave me and I made a dream fulfilled uh, wow. back in 1991. So, wow. Yeah. So I'm glad you bet on you. I'm glad, bet, always bet on black. You've done so many songs by so many different artists. Mm -hmm. And what is the key to making a song your own? You know, instead of just duplicating the one before. Well, I mean, it's easy to take a song and to remake it. Uh, to make it your own is tough. For me, and it's going to sound crazy, I have two things that I ask myself. One is, if I do a song by a female artist, I feel like I'm doing the male equivalent of what they're trying to say. So like a song like Angela Bofield's I Try. You know, sometimes women only think that they're the only ones who try in a relationship. But, you know, men do as well. So I give the male interpretation of that song. 
Uh, the other thing I look at is in my mind, I can hear myself singing that song in mm -hmm. a different way. And that's those are my two reasonings as to why I do remakes and how I do them. But women, you do songs that women have done. That seems very unique. You know, like with Angela Bofill and doing it from a male perspective. Like, you're just drawn to it. And well, yeah, I mean, unless they're talking about, you know, getting pregnant or something like that. I mean, <laughs> Say, love is love. <laughs> right, love is love. You know? Right. We got me pregnant. <laughs> well, maybe mm, not. Maybe I shouldn't do this song. <laughs> maybe I could yeah. <laughs> One less bell to answer, one less egg to fry, one less man to look after. Mm, maybe I shouldn't do that one. <laughs> so... <laughs> But that's cool that you can make your own interpretation and, and give us something new yeah. on, a, on yeah. an old classic. Yeah, I, I think it's real important that uh, you do that. If you're going to do a remake, please bring something to the table. Right. Now, you've been on uh, Sophisticated Soul. Soul. Mm -hmm. you're, I'm with the Prince of Sophisticated Soul. The Prince, the President. On the label. That's right. Sophisticated Soul. And I'm sure it's a different experience being on an independent label. Do you ever regret leaving the big label? Um, at the moment, no. At the moment, I'm good. You know, it's a lot more work, mm -hmm. but I'm good with it. I'm really good with it. It's something that I probably should have done a long time ago, but I'm, I'm fine with it. What can you do now that you couldn't do then that, you know, you really appreciate doing now being an independent artist? Now I get to see what really happens behind the scenes as opposed to someone calling to tell me what happened. Mm -hmm. I said, why didn't this record do well? Well, you know, we did everything that we could, you know, man, they just don't like this. Da, 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 da. The vocal wasn't this, that, and the other. It could have been this, that, and it's like, why is it always my fault when things don't go well, but mm -hmm. when things go well, it's something that someone else did. Right. So that bothered me a lot. Mm -hmm. So that's one thing that I can say that I'm happy I'm independent and I get to see exactly what goes on. I form relationships with people, real relationships. They get to know that I'm a real person and not just an artist. Yeah, because you're so talented. I mean, before we started this interview, you were doing the lighting. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. you've been having so many hidden talents that you could have been aiding in your career this whole time. When you leave, I'm going to hit those windows. <laughs> get that Windex. <laughs> Whatever pays the bills. <laughs> and all that you've learned um, since being in the industry for 25, 26 years, mm -hmm. what would you tell a 19-year-old Will Downey? Learn your craft. For a young up-and-coming artist, learn the craft. Mm -hmm. Don't just think, a lot of people now think that they can just turn the TV on and instantaneously become a star. It's like, if I can be one of the last five or six people on that TV show, then I'm a star. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, no, put in the work, sing background vocals, write songs, join groups, sing around, that sort of thing. So that's real important. And you started off as a background singer. As a background singer yeah. What did you learn that has made you a better solo artist? Everything. Really? Everything. I learned what to do and what not to do. Wow. You know, I would watch the people that I'd be singing behind, I'd watch them, you know, have great nights, uh, the way they handled the crowd, and then I would watch them some nights have terrible nights, and I would say, okay, well, I'm not going to do that, I'm going to do that, or I'm not going to wear that, I'm not going to do this, I'm going to, you know, mm -hmm. so you really learn that way, at someone else's expense. Mm-hmm. And probably just doing a really great show, too, because... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know, being around for such a long time, you start to get a catalog of songs that people want to hear, and that always helps. So you know, people out there singing along with you mm -hmm. and you're doing your thing. Well, one of my favorite duets is the one that you did with Rochelle Pharrell. Mm -hmm. How did that? How did that even come about? And what is it like singing with Rochelle Pharrell? Well, uh, it's interesting because initially it was between me and Phil Perry as to who was going to be the other vocalist. Oh. Uh, 
just one of those things and somehow I went out and singing with Rochelle was probably the hardest session I've ever done but also one of the best sessions I've ever done. What made it hard? She had an exact idea of what she wanted. Okay. And she made sure that I gave it to her exactly the way she heard it. I mean, now she was like, oh, no, 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 no. I mean, we were doing a session and I sang something and she said, you need to sing it the way Will Downing would sing it. And I was like, I, 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 I am Will Downing. That's the way I would. Well, how do you, how did you hear me singing it? No, I need you to take a breath here and I need you to just like, oh, okay. And I thought it was crazy at first, but then when we heard the final product, I was like, damn, that sounds like Will Downer. She really kind of pushed you. Yeah, 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 yeah. We And we worked on that song literally for two days. Is that like something that's out of the norm? Yeah. I'm used to doing a lead vocal. I mean, a good one that I'm, or a great one that I'm like, okay, I ain't got no problems with it, no regrets. About three hours. We say, yeah, when we come back tomorrow, like, tomorrow, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow, tomorrow. <laughs> so if you guys had to do that just to record it, what is it? What was it like? You know, when you guys uh, performed it live? Um, we would take it to way out there. I mean, mm -hmm. we would obviously do the song, and then we would just go with whatever the emotion, you know, mm -hmm. kind of where it led us. Like 
What's up? It's me, your man, Will Downing, and you're listening to Studio Q. said songs and music are supposed to take you on a journey, mm-hmm. it's supposed to transport mm-hmm. you. Where do you go when you're on stage performing or versus being in the studio? It depends on where the audience takes you. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're into it, you can. it can really go anywhere. Uh, you know, you take it left, I mean, if they wanted to hear the song exactly like the recording, they would have just stayed home and listened to the recording. Mm-hmm. So when it's live, you know, you got to bring something new to the table. And what is that feeling of of being on stage with, uh, a, you know, just a, a wonderful audience who's coming out to see you, sold out crowd? Oh, was it feel like? Yeah. Um, it's the greatest feeling in the world. Really? When there's folks out there on your side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no feeling like it. When you start singing a song and folks start singing along with you, it's it's the it's the best feeling ever. You know that you did your job right. And it doesn't get old. Oh no, no, not like that. Yeah. No, it gets old when folks are sitting there and they got their hand like this and they're just looking at you like, you know, okay, uh, that same thing he sang on the record. Ain't gonna, y'all ain't going on. <laughs> so. And what's the difference between singing for people home versus like in Europe or overseas? Um, It's different. Um, I'm not going to say that people here are less appreciative, but I think that people in America are very singles driven. So whatever they hear on the radio constantly mm-hmm. is all they want to hear. Mm-hmm. When you go overseas, like, you know, we've recorded 10 songs sometimes, or 12 songs on an album. They're into the other yeah. 10 or but- eight songs, of, you know, that weren't singles. And we went to South Africa one time and I had like my standard show and, you know, I went on radio and they were like, yeah, are you going to sing, you know, song four off a CD number five? I was like, I said, yeah, which one is that? And I looked at it, I was like, oh, damn, I don't think I've sung this song since I recorded it. And they're like, well, it's a big hit here. And I'm like, you're kidding, right? 
you have got to be kidding. Yeah. And we had to learn the song that night. Actually, the first night we didn't do it and people got mad. Really? And then the promoter came up to me and said, hey man, tomorrow, if you do this tomorrow, you know, they're, yeah. gonna, they're gonna tear this place apart if you don't do this song. So we had to learn it and do it. Well, that must be a good feeling because I don't think sometimes people realize just how much you put into your music. So the fact that people overseas really can appreciate mm -hmm. that ninth or tenth song, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know. It is a good feeling. feeling. I mean, it's, you know, we spend lots of money on it. I put lots of work into it and to make it what it is. And yeah, it should be appreciated like that. Mm -hmm. When you put out like yesterday, today, and tomorrow, what, mm -hmm. what was the response of putting it out that way? Because I know you did it based on how people listen to music now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was, um, it was funny. I mean, like, folks of my age weren't accustomed to hearing songs in increments like that. Like, basically what I'd done was four songs on each CD. Right. And my generation is not used to that. They're used to an album. Mm -hmm. But I w my thought process was based on, okay, what else you got? What else you got? What That's else? When you gonna put something else out? Yeah. So I was doing it every three or four months. So it worked in one regard and in another regard it didn't. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I was wondering about that mm -hmm. because that was a unique way of doing it. I like, thought so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, shifting gears, back in 2007, you were mm -hmm. diagnosed with the muscle mm -hmm. disease. Um, Let me hear you say it. Come on. Okay. Come on. Okay. Come on. Okay. Polymyositis. <laughs> Did I say it? Did I do <laughs> You. Oh, I get the cigar yeah, today. you get the cigar. That was... <laughs> You did, you got it right. Well, I mean, I, I, I just applaud you from coming back from something like... Don't applaud me. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you had to stay connected to the source. Oh, you had to stay connected because you could have you could have let go. You know what I mean? Yeah, you could have yeah. went another way because I know depression is a part of it. Oh, yeah. And you yeah. have to fight not just a physical, but, you know, your yeah, mind. It's a mental thing, yeah. But what I would like to know in connection to the music, when you were in the hospital... Why was it so important for you to still record from a wheelchair or in the bed? Like, I had to prove to myself first off that I can do it. Then on top of that, this is all I've ever done, really. Mm -hmm. So, and then the third thing is, is I thought it'd be the last thing that folks were gonna hear because I thought I was out of here. Mm. So I didn't want like the last recording to be like my legacy you know i didn't want to leave here without saying something you know that was really on my heart and when you're being tested like that and you land on your back and you got plenty of time to think and talk you kind of and reflect you kind of go you know what maybe i didn't really say what i want to say so let this be my last testimony i don't care really what it sounds like mm -hmm. put the microphone down let me just do the best that i can and get this message across and how many hours are or parts of the day that you would do that? I can't even count them. Really? Because it was so sporadic. Like, you know, we'd say, okay, I'm going to do this song this day. And then I'd be laying in the bed and, you know, they put the headphones on me, they put the mic in. Like, okay, and so you might get one line. Mm -hmm. You might get one word. Mm -hmm. And then I'd be like, oh, you know what? I'm tired, man. Let me just lay down for a little bit. Lay down for a couple of hours. All right, let's start back up. Put me in the wheelchair. They put me in the wheelchair, and I start singing from there. They say, okay, this sounds a little bit better. So, okay, well, let me fix that other stuff. And I start singing, and it fade away again. So it was like a grueling process. Mm. It was grueling. But my friends and everybody in my family, you know, can't couldn't ask for anything more. 
and after like say you had a day of of singing and maybe you only got one line out or mm -hmm. maybe one day you got like a whole chorus mm -hmm. out how did it make you feel at the end of uh, of a day like did it give you did it feed you by being able to do it well i'm a fighter so if i got something right then that was hope to me mm -hmm. and okay well, let's try this again tomorrow you know maybe i'll get two things right maybe yeah. I get and that was also the process in the uh the physical therapy as well you know like you're laying there and then you know one day you can't move your hand the next day you see your finger move it's like oh i'm coming back you know and two days later you move two fingers three fingers and you're doing your hand it's like oh my man <laughs> my, my man you're all right with me and it just gives you hope every yeah. every day what did that time teach you about yourself and about your marriage um about me it it made me realize how much tunnel vision i had i was living my life just like this with blinders on all i was thinking was music and money <laughs> music money mm -hmm. and when you're laying on your back and you know you have time to reflect and think back about what life was really about or supposed to be about it kind of broadened everything for me and i said i'm never gonna be that dude again Mm. Yeah, we gotta worry about it just being this. That's like, hey, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna lay down, go to the movies. You know, you know, spend more time with my kids, spend more time with my wife, my parents. You know, grateful that they're alive, my family. You know, go to the movies occasionally, do something like the, what life is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be lived. So it actually added to your life and made you stop. It made me remember. Mm. It made me remember what I, what I really got into this for. It wasn't just for money. Mm -hmm. When you finally got better mm -hmm. and, and you could sing and you could walk with ease, what was like the first thing you was excited to do? <laughs> Family show, right? <laughs> well, what's the second thing you was excited to do? <laughs> I have another friend of mine who lives near me, and I remember saying this to him. I, now he reminded me, I said it to him. I said, man, what, the first thing I want to do when I'm able to get up on my own is go to the bathroom by myself. Because for about a year, someone had to pick me up mm -hmm. and put me on a potty, like next to the hospital bed, mm -hmm. for a year. Imagine every time you gotta go to the bathroom, you gotta push a button, ring a bell, hey man, can you help me? And they gotta help you up, and they sit you there, and you sitting in there, <laughs> I'm sitting in the hospital, right. or even in, like when I finally got back home, mm -hmm. I'm sitting in my home, and I'm sitting on a potty, and the door is open, and I'm sitting there, <laughs> and I can't move, I can't nothing, I just gotta wow. sit there, until someone's and come and get me, and they had to wipe you off and all that. Mm -hmm. That is, it's emasculating. Yeah. So I said, man, when I get my strength up, the first thing I want, I'm gonna go to the bathroom by myself. <laughs> it's amazing what you appreciate when it's taken away. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yep. And then after that, um, when I started getting a little bit of my strength back, I wanted to like drive. And the same guy, a guy named uh, Noel. Uh, he was uh, dropping me off and picking me up for everything. Uh -huh. And then one day he said, asked me, he said, man, what, do you, what is it that you missed that you haven't done? I was like, man, I, said, I, don't, know, I don't even know if I remember how to drive anymore. And he was, taking, he was bringing me home from someplace and he pulled over and he got out the car and he you know, came and walked me to the driver's side, man, just said, 
What did that feel like? What did that drive feel like? It was, I felt like it was the first time I was driving in my whole life. And I got behind the wheel 16, and I was like, yeah. yes! <laughs> yes! And I went to go turn it, I was like, ah, God! I ain't that but strong you turned yet. It. But like, you turned it! <laughs> the turn was here, I turned over here. So, he had grabbed the wheel and pulled. I was like, yeah, 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 I got it, I got it, I got it. Right. Okay, just pull it this way a little bit. All right, okay, cool, we're going straight now. But no, he, he let me drive and it was like, yeah. I mean, so it's it's crazy moments like that that, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of go, Man. And it's amazing like how small mm -hmm. the moments are mm -hmm. that you're like relishing in that yeah. you can do again. Yeah. So how do you feel now? Like what does it feel like now? Because to me now it's Now I want like... people to drive me around. <laughs> I want people to wipe my butt, you know. <laughs> Back to old wheels. <laughs> I mean some of it's still there. I mean some you know, I find myself being pulled back in. Uh -huh. But that at some point it always kicks back in, like, okay, this ain't that serious. Just yeah. stop. Enjoy life. Take some time off. Say no. Mm -hmm. You can say no if you want to. You don't want to do it, say no. Yeah. Don't do it. Do you like actually enjoy and love traveling or is it just a byproduct of the job? It's a byproduct of the job. Okay. Yeah, traveling. Uh, you know, my, my manager's over here and when I'm, I always say during the winter, I'm like, don't book anything. I don't feel like traveling. I don't feel like dealing with the lunacy of flying during the winter and of course you know we did a couple of shows this past weekend and it snowed back you know where yeah. some of my band member was going band members were going it's like i don't want to deal with it oh i got to deal with this is it snowing back there what's it doing <laughs> it's snowing in the midwest oh we got to fly through there where's it in the south oh we got to so yeah. it's a pain in the butt it's a it, you know it's been a bad winter too like it's been a real fights, flights been canceled yeah. and yeah you know you've been doing music for what 26 years now mm -hmm. this is your 17th project mm -hmm. that we're on what do you think that has kept you relevant because I read somewhere that you have people who do what you do call you from time to time you know more often than not mm -hmm. and say you know what are, what are you doing you know that I'm not doing mm -hmm. how can you help me so how have you remained so relevant you know in the music industry and selling out shows um because the person that you listen to now is the same person that started recording 26 years ago mm. when everyone was saying man you man, you doing that old school stuff man you doing that jazz stuff you doing them songs man that, man let me tell you something you need to do and i've seen all the music trends come and go you need mm. to do some new jack you know you need to do some go-go you need to do some house <laughs> you need it and I would add little elements but I always made sure that I had a great ballad on there or great mid-tempo songs because those songs last forever mm. so you know I always tell people it was the tortoise that won the race yeah. you might have gotten you know to that place a little faster you might have made a little bit more money than I did real fast but long term yeah nothing got to be still being around nope they yeah. call me now, hey man, you, I heard you doing a show. Man, how do you? Like, <laughs> I told you, you should have, you know, you should have followed what I was doing. You should have mm -hmm. came along. So with the trends and everything, is it that you did not want to be, you know, you didn't want to change with the trends or this was your lane and you knew it? Which it was one? my lane and I knew it. And I, like I said, I dibbed and dabbed in a little bit of all of that. I remember, you know, with my, when I did have hair, you know, I had like a little... <laughs> 
a little high top fake fade, you know, a little thin right here, you know, my my, my Gumby, you know. Well, I was thinking that. I was thinking, did you have the Bobby Brown yeah, Gumby? Yeah, the Gumby, yeah, the big shirts with the big polka dots on it, you know, strange color suits and stuff like that, trying to do the running man. I feel like an idiot. So, you know, I always had my... You know, my ballast to fall back on. Mm -hmm. So you just stuck with who Stuck with who I There you go. But I mean, it seems very consistent to how you started out. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody can be you but you. So I'm, I'm here. I'm happy with me. Yeah. yeah. Well, tell us about this new album, Euphoria. Euphoria. <laughs> I like the way that comes Euphoria. along with Euphoria. 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 <laughs> yeah. I read that you said somebody... Um, Listen to it, and they said it took him to a euphoric state. Yeah, and so you said yeah. that's a perfect. That's perfect. Name I'm, for I'm my... not that bright, so when they said it, <laughs> I was like, yes. Yeah, I played it for a friend of mine, and she said that's what it did to us. So mm -hmm. I said euphoria, and it's um, it's a bunch of songs on it that you would know and you would love, or maybe your mom might know and love. <laughs> We already talked about that. Right. Uh, yeah, my mom, this is one of the few people that I've, I mean, I've interviewed some people, but Will Downing, she's like, oh, Will Downing. That's right. That's right. <laughs> now you're interviewing That's somebody. Right. Me and Lil Wheezy. <laughs> we are her two favorites. Right, right. <laughs> she said, now you're talking about somebody who's in my collection. There you go. That's right. You tell your mom, I don't know, but I like her already. <laughs> But so yeah, tell us about Euphoria. Euphoria. Eight songs, seven of which you are pretty much going to know. Mm -hmm. uh, we started off with the, te the Teddy Pendergrass, Turn Off the Lights, and kind of flipped it a little bit. Everyone knows the Teddy version. You know, Turn them off! You know, the <laughs> in your face kind of thing. I kind of swim. Turn off the lights. Yeah, you know, we heard it last night. It, it was dopeness. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. I got to use dopeness. <laughs> Pendergrass. Why that song? I don't know. I just heard it in my head once again. Mm -hmm. You know, and also the lyric, you know, meant something to me. So I yeah. just thought that I could do a version of it, an interpretation. Uh, Too High, Stevie Wonder. Oh, uh, wow. So, you know, I can't identify with that song personally, uh -huh. but just a great song that I heard and I just heard this arrangement in my mind and we just did it. And what was the feeling behind this record, like this whole album? What was, what, what, what space were you in and recording it? I wanted to go back to my original roots. When I recorded songs or albums like A Dream Fulfilled, they were definitely more contemporary jazz records with kind of R&B overtones. Mm -hmm. And then over the years, I've kind of done more R&B records with jazz overtones. So I said, let me go back to the originals, make it very jazzy, add some soul elements to it. And that's, you know, what I tried to accomplish. Well, what song on the album takes Will Downing to Euphoria? Mmm. Probably, uh, there's a song on the album called Lush Life. Okay. And it's a classic jazz song. So to me, that's, you know, that's where it takes me. Takes you there. Takes me there. Takes you there. I used to visit all the very gay places. The come what may places. Where one relaxes on the axis of the wheel of life. To get the feel of life. From chairs and cocktails The girls I knew had sad and sullen gray faces With distant gay traces 
That used to be there you could see where they'd been washed away By too many through the day Twelve o'clock tales Then you came along with your siren song To tempt me to madness smile was tinged with the sadness of a great love for, for me. What's up? It's me, your man, Will Downing, and you're listening to Studio Q. Well, one thing that I learned in all of my research is that you put out a lot of music. I take those old sayings to heart. Tomorrow's not promised. And if you have something that's on your heart right at that moment, then do it. Mm-hmm. 
that's the joy of having your own label. I don't have to, another thing to add to your list. That's the joy of it. I don't have to go to someone and say, I have a budget to record. I got some ideas for some music. You know, you got your own label. You got your own money. Just do it. It's a YouTube generation. This stuff it turns sure around. Is. You know, so by quickly. the time you put something out, you know, three weeks later, it's, oh, what you got next? So it's like, I give them something new. Mm -hmm. Why not? Yeah. Are you even feeling uh, the internet, Twitter, Facebook? Oh. Are you are are you down with the technology, I'm all, I'm or is it a chore? I'm all over. It, it, it is work. <laughs> <laughs> it is work. You know, say, hey, I'm at the show and about to go on stage, and then someone replies, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna sing this song. <laughs> what are you wearing? Well, I'm gonna wear. It's like, okay, can I go sing? <laughs> I mean, you know, instead of me answering every yeah, I'm yeah. in the bathroom. See, I just flushed. He ain't yeah. down. He ain't down with the Twitter world. Yeah. I, and and what? You follow one person? Who is it? Uh, Team <laughs> Jesus? <now? laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who tweet? Like I said, Will Downing was following me. Not no more. But I, I did feel insulted because you you didn't follow nobody. Well. I <laughs> You I'm said it's too it. much work. It's, it's way too. Instagram, you know, somebody's over there. Take a picture of me. Put on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm doing an interview. I just finished the interview. And now I'm changing my clothes to go do this. We're over here. That's like, true. When do I get to sing? Yeah, that's true. So when do you get to be the Will Downing that's popular, you know, mm -hmm. to be on Twitter? So I. Once again, balance. Yeah, you need you, you need a Twitter person. I need a Twitter person. You need a Twitter person. person. I got a Twitter you person. You know what I'm saying? So they Twitter can people. put your stuff out yeah. there. Yeah. Follow a few other people. I got to tweet them <laughs> to tell them to tweet other people. Yeah, right, right. To tweet where I am so we can tweet and retweet. And but I love the wind down that oh, you do. That's thank nice. You. Thank you. You said, I'm going to put some good music out there. I'm not going to complain about it. I'm going to put some nice music that people can feel. Exactly. I mean, and I'm a complain. I'm a person that complains about the 30 or 40 records that I hear every day on your standard radio. So I said, I'm going to do my own radio show Yeah. and play records that I think people have not heard or should hear more of. Mm -hmm. And it's nice. I love it. I love it. Well, now we have come to the Studio Q Will Downing Lightning Round. Uh -oh. So, yeah. Wait a minute, let me get, let me get my drink. Yeah, Hold yeah, on. get your drink on. And this ain't no brown You know what I'm saying? In this section of the interview, you just pick one or the other. Okay. Yeah, you don't even have to really think because it's catered to you. So okay. you already know. Brooklyn Borough Chorus mm -hmm. or Wally Jump and the Criminal Element <laughs> on Criminal Records. <laughs> We'll take Brooklyn Bro White Cars for 200 okay? <laughs> you weren't even supposed to bring up Wally Jump Jr. and the criminal element. That was pre-solo career. So actually, those 26 years that I'm talking about, it's actually more like 30 years. Okay. Because I was recording before that, and I used to, for those who don't know, I used to make up these, uh, I used to do 12-inch records, and we'd make up alias names. So I had a record on criminal records. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the name of the group, yeah, I know. Called Wally Jump Jr. and the Criminal Element. And, and our biggest record was we did a remake of Gwen Guthrie's Ain't Nothing Going On But The Rent. And y'all reply was... Ain't gonna pay you one red cent. <laughs> but it was popular. It was huge. It was huge overseas, right? That was the most embarrassing thing. <laughs> if you look at the album cover, we have on hats and dark glasses. Oh, that's wow. how That's how, you know, ashamed we were. Like, oh, yeah, we're gonna take a picture for the album cover. Like, yeah, let me get my hat. Yeah, let me put these glasses on. All right, let's go. Let's let shoot. Let me turn to the side. Let me turn to the side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, whatever happened to the name MV? Um... It went the way of the dinosaur, I guess. Oh, uh, okay. 
They went in the trunk, huh? Yeah, I okay. mean, we had a couple of singles out. You know, it was, <laughs> this was club music. You put out a record every three months, and wow. we would just make up a name, like, NV, Table. <laughs> What's the name of the Table? What's the name of the group? Magazine. What's the name of that group? Um, controller. You know, whatever. <laughs> so, it's Brooklyn Borough Chorus. That's Brooklyn Borough Chorus was that one, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Sad and So Distracted by Al Jarreau uh -huh. or John Coltrane's Love Supreme? Sad and So Distracted, Al Jarreau. Okay, all right. Early mornings or late nights? Can't pull, huh? <laughs> Did it's not a lightning oh, round? Yeah, damn. That <laughs> sounds just like a woman. Early morning, <laughs> late at night. Pick one. Uh, us tomorrow. You know what? I'm glad we on the internet. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's gonna be tomorrow. Maybe. Now, if it doesn't work tomorrow, can I get two late, late at night? <laughs> <laughs> say early mornings. Early mornings. <laughs> All right. Okay. Will Dowling's guilty pleasure. Great segue. Um. Oh, guilty pleasure. Uh. Sports. Sports. I mean, watching sports. Yeah. Any particular sport? Basketball. Basketball. Yeah. All right. All right. Who's your team? New Jersey Nets. Okay. Yeah, All right. I know. I know. Yeah. I know. I know well, the folks know. out there. God damn. Well, everybody All the teams has to have in fans. the league, you know. Everybody yeah. has to have fans. Everybody has to have fans. No, fan. You must not make it plural. Yeah. <laughs> Singular. Singular. There he is. Singular. There's the fan. <laughs> All right. You only have the opportunity to record a duet with one of these following individuals. Okay. Okay. Layla Hathaway. Jasmine Sullivan or Anita Baker? Oh, dang. Man, that's a tough one. Man, that is a tough, I mean, woman, that's a tough one. My God. Um, I'm going to have to go with Anita Baker. Mainly because she's the, 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 the senior of the three. Yeah. Uh, they emulated her. They right. love her. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah kind of yeah, sort of. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so <laughs> they we, love her. Yeah, we love her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they all three got their own vibe. True. But it, I mean, you you picked one from the past, and you picked uh, a present in Jasmine and and uh, Layla, and and the future is Jasmine, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. And okay, and you Baker won that round. Ding 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 ding. Crazy Love by Dwight Thompson or A Million Ways by Joe? A Million Ways by Joe. Okay. Platinum Record or Grammy Award? Platinum Record. Favorite curse word? <laughs> it has four letters. <laughs> How about that? Use your imagination. <laughs> it rhymes with puck. Okay. It doesn't get any plainer than that. There we you go. You know what I'm saying? R&B or jazz? Man, you're a tough interview. Um, I'm going to say jazz. All right. A little bit more freedom. Okay. Right. Now, the first word that comes to mind when I mention Luther Vandross. Oh, ultimate. Teddy Pendergrass. Uh, soulful. Michelle Pharrell. Amazing vocalist. Audrey Wheeler. Crazy. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wife. 
Brooklyn. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's how you can say Brooklyn is home. Okay. Yeah. Kim or Jaheem? Kim. Let us see your Chrisette, Michelle. I'll take lead. And I feel like I'm picking sides for a basketball team. <laughs> I know, Give right? Me lead. I'll take lead. <laughs> and what makes Will Downing happy? Talking to you. Boy, he's a charmer. He's a charmer. Brooklyn in the house. In the house. <laughs> now I'm Brooklyn at now parties and an interview. That's right, and in the interview. <laughs> How can all of your wonderful fans connect with you to buy this new album coming out March 11th, Euphoria? Actually, it's March 25th. We have to move oh, it back. Oh, yeah, move it back. back. Okay. Just your upcoming There we go. <laughs> Sometime in March. <laughs> Sometime in March. When can where where can they go and get Euphoria? Oh, then come to the website, willdowning.com. You can order it there and I'll autograph it and get it out to you. Or you can go to if people still go to stores, Best Buy, you can order it on Amazon, you can download it on iTunes, all the yeah. all the outlets. It'll be at the barbershop probably two days before it comes out. <laughs> the beauty salon. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you for sitting down and letting us find out more about you. You were good. Oh, thank you. I mean, you were really good. Oh, good. I don't like you. <laughs> you too good. Them hard questions. My favorite word. Pop! Pop! <laughs> well, you know, you got to do your homework for greats yeah. like yourself. Oh, You're a legend, you. man. Thank you, thank you. Thank and you know what? Just, just off the top, like you said, when you heard um, change by Luther Vandross, mm -hmm. it just did something to you. Mm -hmm. what, did it, what did it do to you? I mean, I had never heard it had all the elements of what I wanted to do. It was a dance record, but they had this dude who was just singing his whole behind off on it. And I had never heard anyone that smooth on top of something that was so rough. And I was like, man, that's what I want to do. And I heard that guy's voice and I had to sit there and all day, this is before the internet and stuff like that. And before I had access to radio warm lines. So I had to sit there all day because they didn't back announce who it was. So I sat there by the radio going, are they going to play that record again? And it finally came back on again. And then they said who it was. And then I had to figure out what he looked like. Mm -hmm. And then I went to a concert. Um, and I think everyone was doing the same thing. Everyone heard the voice. Yeah. And this is be before Luther was the solo artist, Luther. And they were doing a show. And then they started playing this song. You can see everybody in the audience like set up on their chairs like, okay, the guy's going to come out. And then this uh, big, tall, you know, big guy came yeah. out and was like, that can't be him. And he opened up his mouth about it. was like, yeah, oh my God, that's him. That's him. Yeah, that's him. I was just floored. Did you ever get a chance to meet and hang out oh, with yeah. him? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We knew each other. Really? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. wow. That must have been a thrill. It was, for yeah. him. <laughs> I love it. I love it. No, let me stop. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> No, that's, a, that's I my, love that's it. my hero. Love it. I love it. Who knew somebody so smooth so could be so, so cool so and Yeah. So, so ignorant. What's up? It's me, your man, Will Downing, and you're listening to Studio Q.